It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? This is Three Swings, your favorite podcast, primarily about men's baseball. I'm Rhea Butcher, your host of this podcast. Shout out to Jason Isbell and the 400 unit for that lovely intro song, for letting us use it. I'm a big fan of that song, big fan of that band, big fan of that dude. Um, Yeah, stoked to be back. Here we are. Baseball keeps chugging along. We keep watching it or not. And here we are thinking about baseball and thinking about life. That's the podcast. Even if you don't like baseball, some of it is just about life. So you can find something in here that you might like. So keep listening. Uh, No ads this week. So I get to just sort of like uh, free think this one and just kind of do it how I want. So like this is going to be one of your classic Rhea Butcher talks for 45 minutes to an hour about some shit. Um, Let's see. Fantasy first and foremost. Um, should I talk about that first? Yeah. I don't have any dates till the end of the month, next month. So I'm going to give you a reprieve from pushing those. However, if you're someone who's like, I don't want a reprieve, go to my website and there are dates up on there. That's reabutcher.com. I am only going to say this here because I feel like it's a safe space because it's my own. So it's very safe for me here. Um, I am not using the internet the same way I used to. I'm still using it. I'm not on some like break. I haven't told anybody except for you guys, but I'm not using it as much as I used to. And I have to tell you that my life has improved a lot. I'm doing a lot of other things. It's not the only thing. It's not a magic fix. Because guess what? There is no magic fix. You got to get up every day. No magic fix. But I will say, disconnecting from the internet and reconnecting to actual life has helped me immensely. It helps a lot of things, but I will say it hurts my ability to do this podcast the same way that I used to. Because I'm not interacting with baseball on the internet as much, so I'm not getting as much information. But guess what? That's probably good. I Last week I was talking about like, let's focus on the good things. And then I gave you all the bad things. I don't know what the bad things are this week. Um, I don't. So I don't have any bad things to give you. Um, I know that Chris Davis finally got a hit and like, that was cool. I retweeted that because the MLB tweeted it out or whatever, retweeted it. Like, look, man, he did it. He did his job. He did it. 
He made the longest streak. We were all there for it. We got to experience it. And then we got to experience the other side and he got a hit. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. Baseball like life is pretty goddamn cool. So my whole point is I didn't say anything on the internet because I felt like if I said, I'm taking a break from this thing, that would imply that I was taking a break from Twitter to go do my life. (laughs) So what I'm doing is my life. And right now, Twitter isn't really fitting into it a ton. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, that's the way I'm framing it. I'm behind the plate framing it like that. Um, You know, making this slider look a little three inches higher than it should be. So that was fun. Um, I played two baseball games over the weekend. That was really wonderful. Um, I played with my old team, making it very difficult to not be on that team anymore. Um, I got to uh, battle against my former first AD from Take My Wife. He was pitching and first at bat, I worked a walk and I felt so, uh, one of the best walks I've ever gotten. Honestly, I made him work really hard and I outsmarted him and we'll maybe get to this a little bit later in the rosin bag section, which by the way, you got to use the internet to send it to us. So just do that. Just get on, send a question, get the hell off of there. Uh, I played two games, got on base. Uh, every time I either reached on error or I walked or I got a, uh, an RBI single that was a thing of beauty. I mean, this is not bragging. This is just like, man, I I had a great hit. I had a new bat. I'm using a 33-inch Ash Louisville Slugger, $29. And I barreled up on that sucker and hit the ball. My goal is I want to hit to the track, and then obviously my bigger goal is to hit a home run. But look, anything is possible, you know? I would love to do that. I don't know if I ever will, but like, hey, I might. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm putting my mind to it. So that was pretty wonderful. Uh, I beat him on every at bat, didn't strike out. And uh, I also was on base when my friend Hank hit a grand slam. So that is an indescribable experience. I got to be at home plate as he came in from hitting a grand slam. I also found the ball for him. He couldn't find it. And I went out there and I was like, please let me find this ball for Hank. And I found it and I got to give it to him. And then, and then my friends, we turned a textbook double play. The, the ball was hit to me pretty sharp. I'm not, it wasn't like scorched, but it was hit sharp. It wasn't a weak grounder. It came to me with time. I charged it a little bit. I squared up to the ball and I went, get it to Hank. And I tossed it backhand to him and I could have gotten the throw a little bit better because it rainbowed a little bit and it it took a little extra time so you know next time try to get it a little sharper but I threw it to him and he had full runner interference and threw it onto first base and we got him we got him and then the next game that I played with my new team I nearly turned it like actually turned it my throw was perfect it just needed a little more oomph and I could have taken a step off the bag and, and loaded my throw a little bit more and I would have got it because I definitely had time, but I jammed a little too fast. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, I just need that extra bit of pause and I'll probably get the double play. Uh, so that was pretty wonderful. I mean, my weekend was full of playing baseball, not watching baseball. I tried to go to a game with some friends on Friday 
or Saturday and the price went up too high because it was a Cody Bellinger bobblehead night and he hit a home run on Friday. So it's like, yeah, this, these prices are not coming down. Um, and so we're not going to go. And then I, I don't have the spectrum, so I couldn't watch it and I didn't really listen to it, but I did pay attention to the score and they did not win that game. Uh, but they did win on Sunday finally to drop that skid. So that gets us right into what a difference a week makes. Um, and I started my fantasy thing. We'll get into it. Um, bench coach Brett wants me to tell you all what I make of this week's biggest risers and fallers. So after a hot start, the Dodgers lost six games in a row before a win against the Brewers on Sunday to avoid the series sweep, which would have been their second series sweep. They were swept by the Cardinals in St. Louis and then nearly swept by the Brewers in Los Angeles, uh, in a walk-off win against the Reds on Monday, which was Jackie Robinson night. And they did wear Brooklyn style jerseys, which was pretty solid. And I got to see 42 on the Goodyear blimp as I was driving past the stadium, which was pretty amazing. Um, they now sit in second in the NL West behind the Padres. Who could have imagined it? I'm not sure if I ever said it out loud, but I imagined it. You get Manny Machado. You've got Fernando Tatis. You've already got Margot in the outfield hitting Hunter Renfro in the outfield hitting, and then like a decent pitching staff and one of the best relievers in the game. Hey, look at this. You've got yourself a baseball team. So Everybody was like, why would Manny go to the Padres? This is why. They're second in the NL West. Win now. Second in the NL West. And the Dodgers implode regularly. This is an achievable goal for the Padres. A wild card is an achievable goal, as is the NL West. Achievable goal. The Dodgers have a depleted pitching rotation. They have a depleted everything, as far as I'm concerned. They are beatable for sure. Uh, five game series, one game playoff, very beatable. Also, uh, Clayton Kershaw came back and Puig hit a home run, a two run home run off of him in his first at bat back in Dodger Stadium. Thing of beauty, that's baseball for you. Trade the guy, he's going to come back and make you pay for it. After a slow start, the Astros are on a nine-game winning streak with consecutive series sweeps of the A's, Yankees, and Mariners. One of the main reasons? The return to MVP form of Jose Altuve, who homered in five straight games during this stretch and leads the team in batting average, home runs, and RBI. Not to mention Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole are throwing heat, each logging 11K games within the past week. They're still a half game behind Seattle in the AL West, but how long will that last? I'm curious which that last is referring to is that Seattle or is that Houston? I think we're going to see Seattle and Houston bouncing back and forth all season long. Um, holes. They've got Carlos Correa does not produce. That is a major hole. I know this because I had him in fantasy last year. He also just like, he sucks. <laughs> He's a great baseball player, but God damn it. He does nothing at the plate. Um, and then you have Seattle, which is like, how long, how doable is this? They have a lot of hitters, um, but they're all sharing plate time, which is, can be a bad problem to have, you know? So I do think Houston is Houston is Houston is Houston, but Seattle is having fun. Houston has fun. Houston isn't hitting as well yet, but they're gaining steam. But I do think it's going to be Houston and Seattle all season long. I don't think anybody's going to pull away. I mean, look, I could be wrong. Happy to be proven wrong by time having its way with me. But I think that they go back and forth all season long because Seattle is just raking, you know, um, 
and Houston is catching back up. You've got Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole is finally throwing heat again. He had terrible starts. Uh, but now if he gets back into form, like he could have a better season than, I don't know, Max Scherzer. Uh, I happen to have Garrett Cole on my fantasy team and I was pretty upset about it until this weekend. Speaking of another tremendous pitcher who I have on my other fantasy team, uh, after an explosive start, Jacob deGrom had a rough, two rough outings in a row, giving up nine runs over nine innings, including five home runs against the Twins and Atlanta. This comes after he started the year with 13 scoreless innings in a row. His ERA now sits at 3.68. ESPN analyst, we're using that term very use, loosely over here, Alex Rodriguez suggested that DeGrom was tipping pitches against Atlanta, allowing hitters to lay off his best stuff and pounce on the pitches they wanted. I didn't get to watch any of DeGrom pitching, so that I'm not totally sure about. It's also very real, but I wonder how much of tipping it is when you, they have so much data available to them that like everything is showing it off. You know what I mean? Like I'm very like, Hey, congrats to the Astros on their 2017 world series, but also they cheated. Both things are true, you know? So it could be anything. It could be anything. The Mets quickly denied this explanation, however, with Mets pitching coach Dave Elland instead pointing the finger at DeGrom's mechanics. Way to blame the laborer. Uh, if he leaves the rubber a little bit too soon, his arm never catches up. I mean, this is very real. It could That could be the tip also. You know what I mean? Those could be the same thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Other analysts have claimed that the problem lies in speed variance or the lack thereof. DeGrom's off-speed pitches, the slider, and the cutter have been touching the mid-90s, which is too close in velocity to his fastball. Hitters are more comfortable knowing that everything is coming in mid to high 90s and can gear up for it. Great explanation. DeGrom's next scheduled start is Friday in St. Louis. Um, I think Friday will be very telling. The Cardinals can hit, and they also can be unhittable. So... It's a great test to see what's going on. Uh, the highlights of the week. Christian Yelich continued his campaign for a second straight NL MVP award by hitting three home runs against the Cardinals on Monday. The Brewers have played the Cardinals five times this year, and Yelich has homered in all five games. Seven of Yelich's eight home runs this season have come against the Cardinals. Um, wonderful. Just a great season again. 
I've got him in one fantasy league, don't have him in the other. The points league where he would be very much more worth it. But my, I didn't, I, I lost, I guess, more than I won in my categories last week. I had a bad week in pitching. So look, got to make it up this this week. Um, congrats to Christian Yelich. Like, I'm happy for the dude. He was stuck in a place he didn't want to be, and nobody wants that for anybody. So I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for Milwaukee to be having so much fun. Uh, and on Monday, as I mentioned earlier, Yasiel Puig homered off Clayton Kershaw in his first at-bat at Dodger Stadium after being traded to the Reds in the offseason. And another ex-Dodger, speaking of the Brewers, making good, good this season is the Brewers' Yasmani Grandal, who went 6-for-11 against the Dodgers with a home run in last week's series and is batting an NL second-best 417 on the season. I am so skeptical of this Yasmani Grandal stuff. Like, it is so bizarre to me that he's then traded to the team that he basically imploded against, and now he's hitting tr- to 417. I mean, it makes sense to me that he would hit well off the Dodgers. He used to catch them. He knows what they're up to. That makes so much sense. But good Lord, what is up with that? I don't want to... Come on. Anyway, whatever. Also, Oakland's Chris Davis is absolutely crushing the ball so far this season, hitting a league leading 10 home runs to the first 19 games, including two straight two, two home run games last week against the Orioles at Camden Yards. He's doing a little bit better with a strikeout rate, and I know this because I have him in my points league. He might be the only saving grace of my team. I Look, I'm up against someone who I've played. This is the fourth year that we've done it third year that we've done it. This is the third year that we've done this fantasy league together. I had a chip on my shoulder for a while about the draft, but like, look, I, this was not my fault. It was so bad. So in a way it's very freeing. If I can make anything out of this, I can, whatever I'm playing somebody this week who I have never beaten. I won our fantasy league the first year. I took the whole thing, but I never beat her. She has consistently beaten me. And last year I, I am, she is undefeated against me. So I feel like what a wild turn of events would it be that I have, I am, I am lining up my worst lineup of all three years and I'm up 30 to eight against her right now. Doesn't mean I'm going to win. That doesn't mean that at all, but an interesting one check. We'll check back in next week and see what happens. I also think my team has the potential to never win a game all season (laughs) because I just, Jesus Christ, there's nothing left. Oh, woof. But Dan Vogelbach just got a DH availability. So I just got myself a trade piece. Look at that. Hang on to something long enough. It becomes valuable. And that is my American pickers moment of the podcast. Um, And I already mentioned uh, Mr. The other Chris Davis, uh, finally getting his hit. He went, oh, for what, 53? Holy shit. I mean, being able to get a hit after going oh for 53 is a tremendous, a tremendous feat. Like, that is something. Because, man, you are in your head. Uh, we've also got a Cody Bellinger close call on Monday. Cody Bellinger was hit in the knee with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball from the Reds' Louis, Louis Castillo, who I recently dropped, In the third inning, he was replaced by Alex Verdugo the following inning. On Tuesday, x-rays on the knee came back negative, and it doesn't appear that Bellinger will miss much, if any, time on the field. Bellinger is currently leading the NL in batting average 433, home runs 10, and RBI 23. He also is at something of 102 points in fantasy at this point in the league. I think the next closest number is something like 54. I'm not sure. 
Uh, well, that's not true because I'm only looking at shitty ones. But uh, let me look at 93.5. Christian Yelich has 93.5 points. Cody Bellinger has 110 points. His average points is 6.1. So, yeah. I mean, I drafted Cody Bellinger instead of Paul Goldschmidt in my categories league, and I'm grateful for that. I spent one extra dollar and I got Cody Bellinger. Um, I don't know that that's going to work out in the long run. I feel like I could trade high on him, but I also, man, I, I've never been a fan of trading high. Uh, it's always been a mistake, uh, but I don't know. I've, I will see. I don't know who I would trade him for. I have Christian Yelich also and Trevor Bauer and Jacob deGrom. And as we said, Jacob deGrom is on a skid. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, who who would I trade Cody Bellinger for when I have Christian Yelich and Bryce Harper? Uh, nobody. So, and I have Mookie Betts, who is not really in the conversation as much as we thought he was going to be. But I'm totally into hanging on to him because he provides me with steals. So there you go. I don't know. There's nobody else that I really want. Cody Bellinger also leads the majors in war at 2.1. Mike Trout's is 1.9 right now. That is a, that's huge. So let's see how he comes back from this knee issue. And I don't just mean like how much time, I mean like what's he like when he gets back? It's going to be a big thing. So on to the rosin bag. We are excited when you send these in. It's very fun. I like it a lot. Please keep sending them. At Too Lazy to Sign In says, I drafted Josh Hader in my fantasy league. There's no doubt he's performing well, but I have a hard time rooting for him. Should I drop him and try to pick up another comparable reliever? Now, this is a very complicated question to answer because if you're not, if you're just rooting for him for points, I mean, number one, don't trade, don't drop him in fantasy. Because you drafted him, he's valuable. Trade him for somebody else if you really feel like you got to get rid of him for this reason. Uh, don't just drop him because someone else is going to get it and that's not the right, you know, like just, you know, he's valuable for points and that's it. Also, if you're not like outwardly rooting, like I have, I have had players that are bad and I just go like, this is for this thing. I'm not cheering for them. I don't root for them. I get points for them and then I get rid of them if I need to in some way, shape or form. And then I get rid of them in some, some way, shape or form. Um, if they're not somebody that's like leading the league, then I just drop them. But if they're leading the league and they're netting a lot of points, then you should trade them for somebody else that you feel better about. Um, you know, I also think everything's a spectrum and I think his behavior is stupid. And I, I'm very on the record of how I think it could have been um, approached and it wasn't. And it was a major miss for the organization of men's baseball. And I mean, you could do something about it, I guess. You could uh, write a letter and explain to that person how you think they could do a better job. I don't know. Be of service to the thing that you don't like. I don't know, volunteer or something, you know, make a, an extra thing, uh, make a commitment or, uh, look at the way that he operated and look for ways that you might operate similar to that and then make those changes in your own life. And then, and then that guy being on your team is a constant reminder to make those changes in your daily life. How about that? I don't know. That's a thought. Okay, at Paige Metzi, is there anything that isn't commonly associated with baseball that you still associate with baseball, like a particular food or song? Um, I think that 
something that I still associate with baseball is <laughs> this is a little far out there. I mean, number one, I associate the Jason Isbell song that's on this podcast with baseball. It sounds like a baseball song to me. But I also associate the feeling of a ceiling fan and the sound of the chain banging up against the ceiling fan with baseball, because that's what I also listened to when I was listening to baseball. That is what I most commonly associate with baseball. And I said to someone the other day, I was like, baseball for me is almost like an ASMR. Um, Because when I listen to it, it takes me back and it puts me in a different place that I'm physically at. So that's my answer to that question. Uh, at Adobe Teardrops, one, how do pitchers and catchers decide which pitches to throw? What's the basic strategy? Technically, those are two questions within one, but we'll deal with it. I mean, the basic strategy is uh, to mess with perception and expectation. And that brings me to something that I wanted to recommend. If you haven't already listened to the podcast, The Memory Palace, I highly recommend that you do so. And if you haven't listened to that podcast ever... The first episode that you should listen to if you're a fan of this podcast, and you probably are because you're listening to it, is you should listen to the most recent episode, which is about Jackie Mitchell. I've listened to it twice now. I will definitely listen to it again. And it is about this very question. And it is about the very answer that I gave, perception and expectation. It is a wonderful piece of audio. And it gets at something that I have been getting at on this podcast Nate DeMeo, the guy that makes the podcast, is such a tremendous storyteller, and he gets at... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The basic thread and the basic, the essential nature of the story that he's telling so quickly and efficiently and with such kindness and attention um, that I I have been a fan of that podcast for such a long time. And I he sent it directly to me. And I'm so grateful because I haven't been listening to podcasts a ton lately. And I, man, it is such a tremendous piece. I highly recommend that you listen to it maybe, you know, without other interference going on. I also recommend you listen to it with headphones. And I also recommend that you listen to it multiple times. And I would ask that the men... People who identify as men who listen to this podcast, especially cis men who listen to this podcast, I know that you're down for this. So I really ask, beg of you, I don't beg much, but I beg of you to listen to this podcast and really, really listen to it, especially the last section of this podcast. Like, I want you to hear all of it. Please listen to all of it. I was actually going to read it out to you on this podcast and I forgot to look it up. But and I also don't know if it's cool with Nate. So I would love to I'm going to check with Nate and then the next episode I'm going to read it to you. The last part of it because that'll also give you all a t- a chance to listen to it and not get eh, spoiled or whatever. Um I don't think it's a spoiler, but spoiler doesn't mean that you ruin something. It's just that it's a little bit not as good as it could have been. You know what I mean? So this, for me to read it to you right now would actually spoil your experience. So what I, I'm really just giving you like ears. I'm just saying like, really listen 
really listen to that last part because for me, because I could say that's what we're all saying, but it's not what we're all saying. For me, that's what I've been trying to get at for years of the things I've been talking about. It's what I've been trying to get at. That is the kernel of it. So please listen to that podcast and then we'll talk about it next week a little bit more. Um, And then to answer this question a little more directly, pitchers and catchers decide which pitches to throw. I mean, I don't know, based on a lot of stuff. I've never been either of them, but from what I can tell, they decide what pitches to throw based on the performance of the pitcher, the data that they've got coming into it how they feel right now and also how they feel about their infield and outfield. Those are the, those are the things Um, I can tell you from experience. One of my pitchers told me that uh, they, they were basically, he was like, all right, they're coming to you work because I'm pitching him to you basically. And so they did. And that whole inning was on me. Um, And so that's how pitchers and catchers decide to do it is they, they come up with a game plan and they go, this is what we're going to do. But it's it's a lot of like working on eye level, perception and expectation. That's it. That's it. Pit- perception and expectation. That's what it comes down to. So the second question you have for me is, do, do I think the early start to the 2019 season has contributed to all the injuries so far, especially in the Northeast where it's still cold? I don't know if that's specific to pitchers or not. It could have that. I mean, I just think that the game is being played at a level of expectation right now where guys are getting hurt a lot more. I've been on this for a couple of weeks now, especially pitchers. They're throwing at a velocity that's like ungodly and they are hurting their bodies more than they used to. I mean, Corey Seager had Tommy John surgery. That's got to tell you something. He's a shortstop. He's not even a pitcher. So I don't know. I think, you know, an early start in cold weather. I feel like there was more cold weather last year. Like they were playing in snow and stuff because of climate change. I don't know how much the date really matters anymore in terms of weather. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Thank you for those questions. They're really great. I really appreciate that. We got two more. Uh, at six Ben Harrison, twice in one week, the Blue Jays were almost no hit before the pitcher was pulled to the disappointment of fans. In this, is this a case of data being weighed? Too heavily over what's going on on the field, or is it about not risking the pitcher's future well-being? This was sent on April 9th. Um, I think that it's more the second one than it is the first one, but I think it's the first one just as much as it's the second one. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, this early in the season, they don't want to... The pitch count is important. I disagree. I disagree. I think that no hitters are something we all want to see. They're exciting. And if we focus only on home runs, we'll stop having no hitters. And then it won't matter how much data you've got. And it won't matter how much your pitchers have rested. I just think like, hey, man, matter is neither created nor destroyed. So like once you start getting rid of no hitters, then like, I don't like it. There's a disturbance in the force. And I'm not even that into Star Wars. I think it's about future well-being. But like they're really not thinking about that that much. And the no hitter thing. They're not thinking about the upstairs well-being because like, do you know how much it does for somebody to throw a no hitter? Do you know how much it did for me to be on base when someone else hit a grand slam? I, I, I was elated. I had one of the best days of my life. I just was experiencing pure joy and I didn't even do it. I just did my job of getting on base for him. So imagine this is somebody's job. And imagine what they get to do and then take into the rest of the season to be the first no guy to throw a no-hitter. Big deal, I think. 
Nobody's thinking about morale these days. All they're thinking about pitch counts, this, this, swing, exit velocity, uh, all this shit. Like, man, you're missing. You're missing it. You're missing the brain upstairs, the soul and the heart. You're missing it. And I don't like it. Last question. Newish listener. Uh, this is at PJMD Tilling. Uh, enjoying Im- immensely. Thank you so much. I really like the word immensely. It's been in my life a lot and I like it. Uh, huge root beer fan. Just wondering your feelings on cream soda. I feel like cream soda is very divisive and my cream, my root beer of the week is Ramblin' Root Beer, and I loved the idea. The name Ramblin' was a good one. It's another R word. Big fan of words that begin with R. Was not good. Didn't have any bite to it. Just generally boring. Tasted a little flat. Said it was cane sugar. Tasted like corn syrup. Was pretty bummed. So, personally, I would steer clear of Ramblin' Root Beer. Sorry, Ramblin' Root Beer. Not a fan. Uh, But then... Cream soda was a huge fan as a child, and I drank a lot of warm A&W cream soda in my day. I drank warm soda as a kid because my grandmother refused to take up fridge space for it. She was like, that's what the ice is for. Ice is disgusting in soda, in pop. I called it pop as a kid, and then I got you know brainwashed by living in different places and calling it soda and having people turn their nose up at pop or whatever. So I think I'm going to go back to pop because I feel like I'm trying to get back to my roots. But yeah, I'm from a pop family. I'm from a Pepsi family. Not by anything other than that's just what people bought. But we never bought Coke is the thing. It's not even so much that we were like a Pepsi family. We just never bought Coke. Like Coke was fancy or something. And I knew no one that had Coke either. The only person I knew that had Coca-Cola in their house, they had uh, a caffeine-free Coca-Cola and you weren't allowed to have it because it was their dad's. So... That was my experience of that whole thing. Um, But yeah, I was like brought up on warm soda because I also had no impulse control and I would just rip into it and start drinking it. But I loved cream soda. I also love variants of cream soda, like black cherry cream soda. I'll get down with it. Red pop. I'm down. That's kind of a cream soda. Haven't had it in a minute. And like, maybe I'll have a cream soda for next week. I don't like how much I'm saying the word cream, but it's happening because I was asked the question. So there you go. Another episode of Three Swings is in the books. I always imagine my friend Paul F. Tompkins laughing when it gets to this point. So I hope I'm accurate. I feel like I probably am. Uh, thanks so much for listening and supporting the show. We have merch up on our T Public website. It's tpublic.com slash stores slash three dash swings. Um, Go on there. You can buy yourself some shirts, some sweatshirts, long sleeve t-shirts, iPhone cases, notebooks, mugs, all kinds of stuff. It's finally there with the lovely logo made by my friends, the little friends of printmaking. So please go online, support that thing. You can support the show that way. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about the podcast. Let's keep this thing moving. I'm excited about it. I like doing it. Um, It's fun. Let's have fun this week. Let's have some fun. Shoot me some rosin bags with your ideas of fun in baseball. What's the fun thing you experienced in baseball this week? Let's be positive, y'all. It's good shit. I played some great baseball with some good friends and I felt really, really good. It was so good because you know what? I liked it. So I liked it. So guess what? If you liked it, you liked it. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production.
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>